Hey everybody, what's up? This is Ryan with the power of helping people. Uh, you know, I, it's not every day you get to uh, you know interview somebody that you know you've known almost your whole life. I mean, I'm uh, today is a special day, obviously for me, but it's my 40th birthday, 9/29/1981. I was born, brought into this world, and believe it or not, this next guest has actually known me almost almost the whole time, ever since I was a little kid. So we're talking probably eight, nine years old. So he's known me almost three quarters of my life. Uh, you know, this guy, uh, you know, I'm really excited to introduce him. Uh, this guy, is his name is Jack Curtis. He's actually uh, the Oxford Township uh, supervisor right now, but man, he's got a great past. I mean, he's he, he was hired in at GM and he retired from GM. And what better way to be at one, loca one location for your whole career, you know? So we're going to go into detail and, and depth with him, but he's got, you know, four amazing kids, uh, you know, that he's going to talk about that has been, that they're very successful kids. And what's really cool about that is, is he'll, he'll share these stories, but, you know, some of the stories that they have as, as kids and growing up and, and, you know, I just really am excited to bring him on. So, why don't we welcome Jack Curtis up here? What's going on, man? Hey, how you doing, Ryan? Good, man. I'm really excited to have you here. And 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 to be honest with you, it's not just every day that I get to have a podcast with a you know not only a friend but I consider you pretty much family um, because you know you've actually uh, you know helped me grow my business. You've mentored me. You've 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 helped me through you know problems that I've had, you know, you've, you've been there, you've always been my number one fan. And, you know, what, what a better way to bring you on here and, and, and really just tell everybody about what you're doing and how you're doing it. Because Oxford Township is, is probably so blessed to have you because you are doing so much for this community. So just, I wanted to welcome you here. So how, how's it going today? Um, it's going well, actually. Um, it's always, uh, it makes my day to be challenged every day rather than sit around. I, I, I tell people, you know, what are you doing? Uh, well, I've been retired for 12 years, effective uh, October 1st tomorrow, but I was not one going to sit down and watch uh, Sally, Jesse, Raphael, and eat bonbons on the couch all day. So, you know, I jumped right into, uh, while I was still working, I uh, volunteered and joined the uh, planning commission here in Oxford just trying to give back to the community. And uh, part of it led me on to uh, getting voted in as a trustee for two terms. It just given to the community back for having kids like you. <laughs> you know, I, you know I, I, bring this, I bring this up because, you know, it's like you, you're, you're paid very little to do these kind of things. And, you know, as a, as a planning commissioner and, and trying somebody to try to help develop 
a huge infrastructure in, in Oxford and to grow Oxford, you know, you don't get paid very well. So it's almost like a volunteer job. So, you know, that's why like you've done so much for this community because you don't, you don't do things just to get paid for it. You do it because Oxford is Oxford. And, and I, and I was going to title your, your name instead of Jack Curtis, I was going to title your thing, Mr. Oxford, because when I think of Oxford, all I think of is Jack Curtis because you've done so much for this community and that's your number one mission. Just like my mission is to help one individual each day. And I believe that you do that every single day because now you have a little different position that you can actually impact more people. And so when when I say the power of helping people, you know, you can impact people on a day-to-day basis. And that's really cool. And that's why I really wanted to interview you. But we're going to go into detail, you know, real quick, because uh, I want to touch base on your kids because I graduated with one of your boys, Brian. But I want you to tell me a little bit about, you know, what they've done. I first want you to start with Brett. We'll start from the oldest to youngest. But, you know, Brett is, you know, I'm pretty impressed with what Brett's done. I've actually went to school with Brett. Um, you know, I was there, I believe, a year, uh, a year and a half or two years when he was there. And I always saw Brett as to be the next president. I always said, because he always wanted to tell us how things were and how things were supposed to be. And he just had that driven personality. So tell everybody what he's doing now, because people are going to be pretty impressed with this. I just got off the phone with him. Um, He's trying to get a whole house generator for his mother. Uh, He's a lieutenant colonel. Um, (laughs) uh, I thought you were pretty proud. Dude, it's it's amazing. And I and I love this, you know, this to be honest with you, you have to be proud because you did so much to impact his life, just like you have have me look at me. I mean, I've, I've called you and I've talked to you probably at least once or twice a week for my for my whole career oh, yeah. in Birmingham Silco, because I knew if I had something or an issue that had to be resolved, I knew I could call you and you'd talk me through it. Yeah. And so. Yeah. What you did to your kids is amazing. So I want you to tell this story because it is impactful because you had a huge part in what your kids are doing. And I want everybody to see what your kids are doing, because as an Air Force lieutenant and colonel, if you go into detail, that's not just, hey, let me go to work a couple of years and get this. This is 100 percent effort, getting better every single day and making sure that you're better every single day. So tell tell us how you know, what he's doing and, and how that's impacted you and, you know, in, in the teachings of what you did for him. Yeah, just, I think the biggest thing is um, yeah, there's a difference between being there for somebody and doing something for somebody. Being there for them encourages them to strive for their best. Okay, I can't come and run your business, but if you have a, a, a situation that you just need some guidance, if you need some experience talked about it's always helpful uh yeah brent brent flies fighter jets you know it's like wow who flies yeah. a fighter jet he's flown uh f-15c's f-16's he's flown t-36 trainers t-38's and uh he's been the air force or the air force equivalents of the navy's top gun he's he's been an aggressor uh, he taught how to fight the adversaries in a uh an adversarial camouflage plane and if you beat if he beat you you had to go back to school so now he is training in introduction to fighter fundamentals uh in columbus mississippi 
and he's getting ready to retire after 21 years in the Air Force. But uh, he um, he is teaching kids. I call him kids. He's a yeah. kid. You're a kid. Uh, well, the thing the thing is, is yeah, he's he's probably what 43, 44 years old right now. I uh, actually he's 42. Yeah, he, he'll okay, be 42. So 42. On, uh, he'll be 43. I think it's uh, October 2nd. So and can Brian you? Will be, Brian will be you, 40. Yeah. Could you imagine? Could you imagine thinking maybe 21 years ago that he would be retired? You know, I mean, I, I look at that and I, I, I see a reflection in that because you pushed him and you made sure. And and it wasn't so much that you were on his on his case all the time. You actually educated him how to get there, or how to to win in life. And, and that's what's really cool about that is because as parents, that's all we can do. And, and our kids emulate us. So, you know, if, if he sees you working hard because you're always out there working in the yard, you're always doing this and you always have a project going and you never stop. He saw that and he took liking to that. And he knew that if he worked hard, he would be in the same position as you were. We've always had two jobs. I worked at GM and we've always done landscaping or tree planting. And one day we were walking down a gravel road, throwing rocks in the back of my truck. He says, what are you doing this for? I said, well, we only need a wheelbarrow full of rocks. I can't go to the gravel pit and fill my truck up. So we're picking rocks up off the road <laughs> because we needed a few rocks. And he goes, well, what is that going to get us, Dad? I said, well, listen, uh, we're going to make $25 for the rocks. We're going to make $25 for installing the rocks, and I'm going to pay you $10. He goes, well, wait a minute. That's not fair. I said, what do you mean? He said, I'm doing all the work. I said, well, <laughs> I got the truck. I got the shovels. I got the wheelbarrow. I've got all this stuff. You're going to get your part for what you put into it, and that's bend over, get another rock in the truck. So I never treated my kids like children. I treated them as uh, inspirable adults to be, just like yourself. You know, I couldn't tell you not to do something. I could only tell you what the consequences was of doing something. So you have to allow kids or people to uh, make mistakes, but but guide them away from the, the tremendous mistake and always be make them aware of consequences to mistakes. So Brent, he was he was a handful in school. I'd been down to the principal's office a few times, but I didn't stifle his, um, I, I want to say, creative intelligence. You know, and I know he uh, he went to the Air Force Academy and the kid electrical engineering degree with a mathematics. You know, you just don't get that stuff by um, it's he wasn't the one that sat in the books all day long. He had life experiences to show him what was going to be the end result. Which is good because every, every, every kid's got to hear that. And, and even, even parents got to hear that on the show is because parents are too quick to judge like, Oh, my kid doesn't, isn't good in books or he's not good in, in this, or he's not good in that. The problem is, is you got to, as a parent to make sure that you see exactly what fits for your kid and you work them and push them to where their strengths are. And that's what I do with my kids. I mean, I have a, a daughter that's dyslexic. Do you think I'm going to coddle her and make sure that she, you know, gets extra help and she does this and that? No, I'm going to show her how to get better and we're outwork people so she can actually outwork people and it, and it helps her later on in life because now everybody's going to be the status quo and she's always going to be working hard because she's used to that and customized to that. So that's what you have to do with your kids. You have to push them to the limits. And even though they say, I don't want to do that, I don't want to do that, you explain them why you're, they're doing that. So let's go into... You know, which is pretty cool is, is Brett has, uh, has accomplished that and he's going to be retiring this year. But 
I know Brett and you know, Brett, he's not going to retire. He's going to go into that teaching. He's going to go helping people. He's always going to go to that next level of helping people get better. So he let's retires, He retires November 20th of this wow. year, his final flight. Wow. Uh, but November 29th, he starts his new job. Yeah. So it's like, he's going <laughs> right into it. Yeah. He's going to work for uh, Northrop Grumman down okay. in uh, Fort Walton Beach, Florida at uh, Eglin Air Force Base. He'll be uh, writing the syllabus to uh, train future fighter pilots on the F-35 joint fighters. So right out of one fire and into another fire. He just right at nine days. There's no That's break. awesome. That's nine awesome. Yeah. That is awesome. There is one yeah. thing I do want to say, and, and politically incorrect or correct as it is, Ryan, uh, you know, and you get it all the time. You'll hear a kid, one of your children say, I can't do that. Well, I used to have a, a cliche or a saying, I will slap my kids if they say can't. And what I mean by slap my kids by saying you can't is the slap was always encouragement, proof you can do it, uh, driving them to do it, showing them they can do it, showing them others that have done it, taking away barriers. But that word can't, I can't do it. You can do anything. You can do anything. It's take that can't word out of there. People tell you, you can't do that. Watch this. You know, and, and, and that's probably critical in, in growing kids. I always tell my kids, and it's funny you brought that story up, is I always tell my kids, you know, what you need to do is, is minus the T and put an I in front of C. I can. Because that's that's the infamous thing is, is, is you, you can and or I can do whatever I want to do. It just might take a little bit more work, but that can't word is not allowed in my house. I yeah. refuse to let let it in my house. If my kids say that, there's consequences to that. Maybe they don't they don't get something from me because maybe I can't give them something because they can't do this or they can't do that. So I don't use that word. I use I can. So every time they say can't, I say nope. Replace that T with an I in front of C, and that's exactly what I say. And they're like, I can. Okay, they repeated it. So they're just they're just kids that don't know what they don't know. So you have to teach them how to be excelling leaders, excelling kids. I mean, I had my son on this podcast and the kid's got a vision far that exceeds his 10 year old life. And it's because you have to instill those qualities in those kids every single day. And that's what you did. Most you definitely. Know? You have to remove that. You tell somebody they can't do something. You've already imposed on them that they can't do it. Oh, 100 percent. Never. 100%. Why can't you do it? Why can't you never ask that? You can't. No, you can try a different way. Try a different corner. Try a different book. Try a different wrench. Try a different tool. And it, 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 uh, it's amazing what happens. And you know what? Uh, let's let's dive into Brian, because Brian and I uh, went to school together and Brian was always I always thought Brian was going to be a lawyer. And the reason why is because he always had that that like that one thing that oh, I'm going to prove you wrong or I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that. And, and, and him and I were the same person. I was like, well, you know, I'm going to do this, too, or I'm going to do that, too. So, you know, tell us a little bit about Brian and what he's doing, because and, and the reason why I'm bringing so we're, we're concentrating so much on your kids, because when you raise these kids, OK, that helped them be who they are today. And to be honest with you, you know, it shows a reflection on you because of how successful they are. So go into a little detail with Brian. Tell him, you know, tell me, uh, you know, what he's doing, how he's doing it, how many kids he's got and all that other stuff. 
Yeah, Brian was just recently recruited from uh, Continental Automotive Systems. He graduated from uh, Kettering University in Flint. He uh, was recruited from Continental to GM. He's now the validation engineer on future vehicles for autonomous driving and um, uh, you know lane departure. He, uh, he validates future cars to make sure that the cameras, the LIDAR systems, the radar systems, the sonar systems all interact with the computer and those components to drive the vehicle. And um, Brian was always the one that challenged when you say he could have made a good attorney, he would always challenge the, the statement you made. Well, it was another thing. It was just like he took it as well, you're telling me I can't. And if he's if you said something and you you he would challenge you. Oh yeah. And sometimes a little beyond right? <laughs> you know, sometimes you want to do something that you really can't. But <laughs> it's funny because he uh he graduated from Kettering. And um one story I'd like to tell you is that you know he he was a hands-on kind of kid. You remember the Blue Lions bus that was parked in my backyard for years. Oh, yeah. Some of the Zazelski boys and all those guys built this school bus and they turned it into a party bus. And they, the kid, one, one of the, I call them children, kids, uh, one of the guys worked for um, Caterpillar. One of the guys worked for Blaupunk. One of the guys was a welding technician. Brian was a drivability guy, electronics guy. They took this old school bus and put a party rack on the top, pulled all the seats out, coolers, and they would go to NASCAR races, football games. It was Hawaiian blue, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I could pull it up and still see images of it in my backyard. But these guys were all uh, creative, young, entrepreneurial kids who had a mission. They were going to build a party bus. And each one in their expertise worked together as a team, got this thing done, and it, it went between my house and Zuzelski's house so that uh, it wouldn't be stored in one spot too long. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but um, no, that's great because I've actually been on that bus several times back in the day when I was a young kid. So it's, it's actually pretty cool. I mean, we've been down to do the Tigers games and, the, you yeah. know, just events down there. And, you know, it's a it's pretty cool what you can do with you know and, and you think about it is is we were young kids and so we were yeah. driven to get better and so that drive from you know either who you know a mentor or a parent or somebody that just pushed you to be better that's what we did as kids back then because we had no phones we really oh. had phones but we really didn't have phones we didn't have internet on our phones we didn't have all that stuff so we were chosen to do things outside the box you know and then yeah. really just teach ourselves so you know, I, I really look at that as, as, you know, we had to do things a lot difficult compared to nowadays where we could go on YouTube and say, how do you do this or how do you do that? Um, why don't we go into uh, so you, you've got you've got two step kids, but you pretty much are considered they're your kids. So we're not even going to say step kids. We're going to say your real kids because you pretty much have have been a, a father to them. Now, why don't we talk about Amanda? Because didn't didn't Amanda uh, not not too long ago get married? Yes, she did. Uh, she married Nick and um, brought two more grandkids into my life. Dad, you're, a, you're a blessed, blessed individual because how many grandkids do you have right now? Seven. That's Seven. amazing. Yeah. Amanda, Amanda came to Oxford in her last year of high school. Uh, talk about a traumatic move. 
from Lutheran, uh, Lutheran East up to Oxford. And she played basketball at Lutheran East in her sophomore and junior years. And if you remember when she came out to Oxford, it was when Ian Smith was at his prime with, with all the, the young ladies that played. And, uh, you know, she was like, she wants, she, she's, I'm the worst player on the team. Jack. It's just like, I can't beat these girls. I said, but yeah, but you know what? You're part of the team. Stay there and keep going. I didn't show her how to play basketball. I just encouraged her to keep going. No matter how bad you are, make yourself better. Room for improvement. You know, you take a, you take a threat and you make it into an opportunity. You take what's wrong and you make it better. Uh, you can only make a frown into a smile just by one encouragement. So, yeah, she's um, she is the nationwide leader in sales for Lowe's Pro right now. Um, she, during the pandemic, was uh, the sales uh, corporate sales director for Dave & Buster's. They closed it down. She can't sit around. She got married to Nick and the kids. Next thing you know, she got a, recruited to go to Lowe's and start this new Lowe's Pros deal. Well, last month, she was number one in the nation. Yeah, that's she, amazing. She, she just drives herself because you take away the I can't. You encourage. I can't tell you how to be a better concrete layer, but I can tell you what the, what the worst thing I know about concrete. Can't let it dry too fast. You can't pour it down too dry. Yeah, and you know what? From my experiences, I can share them with them, and you take it and be better. And that's what she did. She's, like I said, the number one in the nation on Lowe's Pro Sales right now. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's Great amazing. Job. That's amazing. Yeah, so she you moved away, she moved away from Oxford uh, to Chicago. I think Brian Brian was there in Chicago while Amanda left Western, went to uh, Chicago, and lived there for five years on her own. So she just grabbed it up. You know, I I always say pull up your pants and charge on, and she did it. Boy, she she ran Brunswick centers there, and that's and awesome. We were five hundred miles away from her all the time. That's awesome. So and then did. you know, it's 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 her it's her younger brother is Brad, right? Yeah, Brad. Okay, okay. So Bradley. So let's talk a little bit about Bradley and what is Bradley doing these days? Well, he yells out "Go green" a lot, and I yell out "Go white." Uh, he's yeah. from Michigan State. He's in advertising. He works for Kara Advertising Group out of Detroit. He does, um, I think he's got some title and I'm going to blow it. Executive director, you know, yeah. something for Cadillac. He does the uh, spot buys nationwide for Cadillac advertising, works with the Cadillac marketing team and uh, does uh, uh, advertising. He brought out the I don't know if you remember watching the Edward Scissors Hand oh, yeah. uh, commercial for the Lyric. Yeah, it's his responsibility to bring it to market and get it on the media during a uh, Super Bowl. I think it was. Yeah, yeah, that's so, cool. And and he, and he is he's probably my favorite now because he he bleeds green and white. So I mean, and and, that, and that's that's what's all about because you know we had, we had a nice little uh, win last weekend in overtime, so it was pretty cool. Yeah. But I want to dive. A funny, funny story about green and white. Go ahead, tell me. When I went to OU, Oakland University, when I first started there, they weren't the Grizzlies. They were the pioneers. Yep. And before it was Oakland University, it was a Michigan State University Extension School. Yep. And the first books I bought, I bought used books. And I looked on the edge of it. I go, 
they must have shipped these in and the wife the lady at the bookstore says oh no we're transferring over to Oakland University now and it used to be a Michigan State Extension School so I got a little green in me by proxy I guess right that no that's awesome that's awesome I I want to I want to back up a little bit because what 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 this 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 uh, podcast is all about is power of helping people we just went through four kids that you raised okay Yes. You've impacted them so much that they are now successful professional business people in the world. And you have seven grandkids. That is by far the most empowering, the most successful thing anybody can do as a parent is take all of their kids and literally make them successful. And so that shows a lot about who you are and how you raise them. And it also shows what a great person you are because great people can't raise great people. You yeah. know, you know, Ryan, it's, it's funny. Uh, my, uh, somebody said, well, how come your kids are so smart? I said, well, my dad told me it skipped a generation. Mine <laughs> was there to drive them to his standards. You know, you got to get an education. You must be respectful in public. You must dress for your next job not your current job. You know, I had, I worked for a Lieutenant Colonel from the Marine Corps and he'd come to work every day in a tie and a sport coat. And when I was working there, he had a, you had to wear a tie every day. And he would come to me and he'd say, you know, I can't believe how this person is dressed. Why is that? Boss, he'd say, if you want to move ahead, always think to one ahead of you. If you want to dress for success, dress for your next job, not your last job. Because quite frankly, I should be sitting here in a pair of shorts and a t-shirt. And, you know, that's my next job. Yeah, but, right. You know, I'm a type A. I'm OCD. I can't stop. I can't keep going. You know, I have to keep going. I have to do something. And if an opportunity comes along to give, you better give. Yeah. Because if you don't give, you're being selfish of yourself. Um, you know, it's, uh, you know, take, for example, during the COVID there was a, a give back to the students at Oxford High School. I work with the career technical education program up there, and um, I try to do things for them, with them, and around them. And someone said, well, you know, let's give something to kids. What do they need? There was a kid that needed, he wanted to be an electrician. So Diana and I bought him the electrical tools. I, I, I'm not bragging I bought him the tools. But I was at dinner the other night and a lady comes up and says, you're the guy that bought him the tools. I said, is he using them? Yes, he is. We win. That's all it is. We win. It's, it, it, we it's, win. Little, it's little impressions that you put out into the world that triggers a response or a reaction that really just excels people to the next level. It's it's by saying thank you. It's about holding the door. It's about yeah. telling somebody that they look nice because they thought they didn't look nice. So those are little things that that impact and that spread cheer for all to hear. That's what that's it's almost like the elf movie, you know, spread cheer for all to hear. So it's like you yeah. have to be that person every single day. 
and you are that person. And that's what's so great about, you know, what you've done in your life and, and your kids. And, and I'm going to, I'm going to go over, you know, stuff that people have done for you, you know, because here's the thing is, is, is we're going to discuss, like, since you've done so much for people, when you need things, there's companies, there's people that help you. I mean, for instance, we were talking before this, we were talking about carport structures, okay? Carport structures donated, okay, which is crazy for me to even think about this, donated a basically a carport structure for the Oakland County Sheriff's at the Oxford Township building. Now, instead of having to go out and take off the snow, they have to do all that stuff. They go out, they park underneath this, and they can drive away, and everything's good. So tell us a little bit about how that went down, and and just give us a little, uh, you know, detail on that, because it's amazing what our community does, and that's what I wanted to touch base for the last segment of this, because I know we had our times running short, but for the next seven minutes, I really want to discuss what this community has impacted you, and how it's given back to you as an individual since you've been on the township as a township supervisor. You know, Ryan, I am not a negative person. If you want to talk politics, go somewhere else. If you want to talk about what's bad in the world, go somewhere else. If you want to come to me with a problem and a possible solution, I can do that. So one thing we have in the, in our township is a grants and communications manager. And I will, I will just go live it if I see a negative communication come out of our township, because that's not what we're about. Oxford is a great community. Um, our communications grants manager goes to our local build, uh, local companies in town and says, what do you do? What's the history? How do you do it? And he does a Facebook post on it. Then he goes and he does history of Oxford. And he'll find an old building and find out it was a school back in the 1900s. And he'll do a story on it. And we've raised our communication from 500 up to 6,500 followers. One day, CJ went out to Carport Structures because it's been in our community for many, many years. And he was talking to Jerry Suzor, the owner of the company, and Jamie Nash. They're discussing what they do and how they do it. And CJ says, yeah, I'm doing a Facebook page and post, and I want to talk positive about businesses in the community. And Jerry goes, you know, I want to do something positive for you too. He said, what can we do for Oxford Township? Uh, I don't know. And Jerry said, well, what do you got going on? Well, we just, our police downstairs, our sheriff, uh, you know, they have parked their cars out there. He said, well, I'll donate a car structure. What? He says, no, let me come out. We'll measure it up. I'll donate this car structure. I, I don't want to go into details, but I mean, this is not like $20,000 it's almost $100,000 that was donated to the people that protect and serve Oxford, our Oakland County Sheriff, who does the policing in the township. Uh, we have uh, 10 cars down there that they have to get out to in the winter, shovel the snow off them, scrape the ice, get out, unpack their tools, put it back in their car, take their tools out, bring it back in. So it's all done in the rain, the snow, the sleet, the wind. Jerry says, no. That's on me. I'm doing it. 
Dude, so, that's that's that just shows a reflection of you, and it shows a reflection of our community because this is this is just one instant that's happened, but we have thousands and thousands of oh. instances that come through and and help us. You know, if somebody's struggling and and it has a death in the family, our community reaches out. I mean, my wife, um, you know, had COVID and she was down, and I was taking care of four kids. You came over and dropped off medicine for my wife and 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 medication and Mucinex and all that other stuff. I had people bring books and I had people bring food every night. That is what the culture of our community is. Now, just because a culture it has a couple bad seeds doesn't ruin the culture. Our culture is so oh. good within the community. And, and that's what's good about. And that's what I think. Like, I, I think I remember talking to you six years ago, six or seven years ago. I'm like, are you going to run? You need to be a township supervisor. And he's like, you, you, you said, I go, I'm, I don't know. I'm going to, I'm going to wait. I'm going to do this. And I'm like, Jack, you just got to do it. You just got to do it. And so when you, when you ran and you, you, you ended up winning as township supervisor and taking over that position, I think that day was the best day that Oxford could have happened because just within the last, you know, year or so has totally changed the culture totally changed the way we do things totally changed a lot of things and that just like your kids and this brings it right back to the kids you're doing the exact same things you did as a as a, as a dad to your kids you're doing it to the community you're literally helping individuals you're pushing people to get better and you're creating a culture within a culture that was so so but now is amazing so you know how, how, how do you feel how do you feel about just the little bit that you've done and the little bit that people have actually just showed you of what they want to do because everybody's reaching out to you, especially even with COVID. People are like, what can we do? How can we impact this? How can we do that? Instead of sitting back and saying, poor me, poor me, they're reaching out and saying, we're going to do this. So is, you know, let's, let's, let's go into the, you know, the, the fish program, Dan Davis. You know, I graduated with Dan Davis's kids uh, great, another great dad that pushed his kids to excel and, and has a, a very successful son that has a huge roofing company in North Carolina. So, you know, he, he is, he has come into this community. He's helped and you can, why don't you, I want you to explain exactly what he's done because he, he owns, he has some kudos too, because he's done a lot for this community and you can go in even to the school stuff that he's done. So why don't you discuss that a little bit? You know, it's funny how I met Dan Davis. I have trail cams in my backyard because uh, we watch the wildlife and things. All of a sudden, one day we download the trail cams. And what do I see on my trail cam is a cow in my <laughs> backyard. And I looked at it, that's a cow. So I put on Facebook, who's missing a cow? Through somebody who saw it, somebody else who knew it. All of a sudden, I get a call. Hi, my name's Dan Davis. Do you have my cow? <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Davis, I said, I got a cow on my trail cam. Is this your cow? And I sent him a picture on the phone. And he goes, that's it. That's PETA. I said, well, you know what? It comes in at night. It feeds on the, the clover and stuff. I have a salt lick there. And there's water. He goes, oh, man, can I come over? I made the best friendship of anybody when I met him. He wanted nothing. I didn't know anything about Dan Davis. Well, Dan Davis come to find out who owns Royal Roofing and has since sold it to his sons and some other people, Jason Boyer and yeah. his other son is down in uh, North Carolina with the roofing company. But Dan has been instrumental. He bought uh, 
he bought the old trophy place south of Drainer Road on M24 and took fish out of the building up in Thomas and brought fish, the food dispensary program for North Oakland County. Uh, and he bought the building, refurbished the building, and leases it back to fish for a dollar a month. Dan's a humble guy. He doesn't want any notoriety. He doesn't want a pat on the back. He does this because he has it in his heart. You don't do anything unless you have it in your heart. Don't get out of bed if you don't have it in your heart. You have to have it in your heart to get up every morning, challenge yourself to do something good, challenge yourself to make something better. My phone rings. I can't be afraid to answer it. I get calls from people who saw a Biden sign on Baldwin Road. Well, oh, you can't take that down. That's free speech. You're right. You're absolutely right. But if you have it in your heart to do good for the community, you find ways of doing it. There's many things that go on. You, you pick up the phone. My water is low. Uh, there's a tree falling on the safety path. There's this done. You got to have it in your heart to get it done because it just makes the community better. And when people see you're trying to make it better, hopefully I encourage them to make it better. I don't stop and give them negativity. Well, get out there and do it yourself. No, let's see how we can get it done. Somebody dumped the mattress on Ludwig Road. Well, you're right. It's an eyesore. Does it impact me? No. Does it impact me? Yes, it does. We have somebody who's cared about concerned about it. If you just give that concern up, you don't have it in your heart. You have it in your heart, find a way to get it done. It is bothering somebody that it's sitting out there, laying there looking like trash. Okay, handle that. You've changed somebody's mindset to a positive. There is good in the community. Maybe I'll get one piece of good out of them in the future. But I still laugh I see kids will come by my house and I'll look at them and I'll go, man, I know that kid from somewhere. Hey, Mr. Curtis, Mr. Curtis, remember yeah. me? And I, you know, it, it brings joy. Yeah. You know, you, you've impacted a lot and I know we, you got to go, but I appreciate your time. And, you know, I just, I want to thank you. And I, I look forward to the, like I said, like I said, I'm 40 today. So I look forward for many, many years for you and I to be friends and, and help each other out. And the more I can, you know, more I can do, the better, because I just really want to help you guys as much as I can. And, you know, it's just uh, it's just been a great, great, you know, relationship between you and I. And you've been a very good mentor to me. So I really appreciate that. Here's what I need help with. I encourage younger individuals to get into government, local government. I don't you know, I work well with the state. I work well with the county. I work well with our senators, our House of Representatives, our congressmen. I work well with them because I have one thing in mind, Oxford. You know, we need younger blood to come into this community to move it forward. You don't need some old guy. I can encourage somebody through experience, but you need some young blood to stay on and drag and fight tooth and nail for the betterment of the community. Um, I People say, boy, you act like you're 40 years old. I tell them, yeah, 40-year-old Buick. I, man, I feel like I'm burning <laughs> and But I'm still running. I'm still yep. running. I still get you there. But we need younger kids, children, adults to come into our community. Not given. You know what? I'll pay you to be on a planning commission. You can get paid to be a trustee at meetings. You have to run. You have to elect. But come here with your heart. Come here with confidence that you can do better for Oxford 
And, and that's what I want. I want people to come in. I have a, a student from the community, Oxford Community Schools in here. She's an early college graduate student. Well, she amazing, amazing kid, like 4.0 in computers. But you know what? She worked at a farm market. Her uncle's a farm produce grower. She worked with her brother, who's a handyman, concrete guy, uh, a builder. You know what? The life's experiences that we have need to come in here and develop the community. Everybody doesn't need to make a mistake. Everybody needs to know there are consequences for your mistakes. If I can help you not make a mistake, that's great. If you make a mistake, it's not going to be life ending. It shouldn't be. We should encourage you to stay away from those. But you need to make mistakes to learn. But some mistakes we can teach you to keep away from. And well, Jack, Jack, I appreciate your kind words and, and, and dude, you, your wealth of knowledge and wealth of wisdom. And like I said, I appreciate you taking the time and I, I look forward to maybe possibly having you on again and we can actually go over a little bit more detail of Oxford. But I really wanted to show people, you know, what the power of helping people is because you help people on a everyday basis. So it just shows during this video. So I, I really appreciate you being on and thank you for uh, taking the time today. Well, thanks, Ryan. I'm off to another meeting. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll talk soon. I appreciate it. Have a great day. Okay, thank you.